This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's me, Maverick main host on the fallout roundtable i just want to say a few things before they start the show first due to unforeseen circumstances beyond my control i will not be in this episode it, it sucks i know but i have listened to what they're going to say and i'm very happy and proud to put this out there for you i wouldn't put this out there if i didn't like it no, but don't worry don't worry your little heads off I'll be back for the next episode, and I'm very excited for that topic, too. Secondly, I want to thank our listeners so far through these first two episodes with your overwhelming positive response towards these first two episodes and towards our show. It's been very helpful, and I'm very proud to see how our little infant, my brainchild, has come to life. I also wanted to say that in this episode... Jaxus will be taking up my mantle, and he's very good at what he does. So as I always, what I always like to do during during an argument: sit back, relax, grab that buttery popcorn, that nice cold beverage of your choice, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, I think it's time to start the show, don't you think? So Jaxus, roll the intro, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. This is a place where diverse individuals discuss various topics from the Fallout universe. Join us, the conversation has already started. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jaxus, I am here with the rest of the Roundtable. Please introduce yourselves real quick, guys. Hey, I'm Romer. (laughs) You son of a gun. It's there's an order. If you look at the Discord, it goes Craig Jax's Ginger Romer Sassy. How dare there you? There was too sir? much downtime, man. Okay. We can not right? to get Craig to introduce himself. He won't do it. He just says wow. recording. Yeah, that's why you're the one taking the charge, Jax's, because you're on the okay. top of the list. <laughs> so I apologize, Romer. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please go ahead, Gingerino. I'm I insist, Romer. I am a Canadian. You're not gonna win this battle. Okay, covered. Next. Well, you know what? We can be gentlemen and let sassy lady. You know what? I have a better idea. I'm gonna like the the other person who in, who I was talking is Romer. He is a wonderful person and great co-host. <laughs> Why is she laughing? And now How can I follow this up? Now somebody introduced myself. Hey, I'm Romer. You know the guy. And it's sassy lady. I regret uh, Maverick, nothing. Maverick's going to be like, I'm never going to miss Well, it. if you guys ever pay Maverick. attention to editing, I think I edit myself almost out of the show. I noticed <laughs> that last time. I was like, wait, he cut that whole thing out. That's weird. <laughs> and we've been getting such positive feedback. Yeah, well, that's good. I just keep cutting myself out of the show there. <laughs> <laughs> now we know the secret sauce. Take us away, Jaxus. All right. So we're going to start from the bottom up. So sassy lady. Hey. Tell us about your experience at joining the Fallout universe. Oh, wow. So I'm one of those people that was, I didn't grow up with video games. I mean, okay, I'm dating myself, but my friends had Atari. And uh, I would play that when I was at their house, but I didn't really like, like we weren't really, I don't know. It just for wasn't those, a thing in my house. For those of us who weren't alive at the time, what is an Atari? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
if you call yourself a gamer, you know what Atari is. So we would play Space Invaders and we would play, oh God, I think I played Pong at some point, but I don't know. Um, and it was just, it didn't really do anything for me. But I have since learned that space is not my genre, just to put that out there. So I uh, flash forward, I have two boys. Well, I marry a guy who obviously plays video games a lot. He's playing a lot of WoW, which I'm like, not my thing. So video games my kids are playing and I'm paying attention because they are my children and I feel like I should pay attention to things they do. So I'm watching them play video games. And one day my son and I had been playing Bioshock as a matter of fact. And then one day my son was playing and I asked him about this today. He said he started in Fallout 4. I thought it was Fallout 3, but he played in Fallout 4. And then I thought it looked pretty cool, but we couldn't both play the same game at the same time because, you know, that's how those games are. So I started playing Fallout 3 because we just happened to have two Xboxes come in. My what? 12-year-old, 13, 14, whatever he was, would come in and be like, oh my God, you suck so bad. You can't shoot anything. You're like a stormtrooper, you know? And I'm just like, (laughs) thanks, dude. And, you know, I'm not kidding. Like, lockpicking was, like, really hard for me in the beginning. I would be like, I would, you know, I get to a point where I was going to give up. I'd be like, Connor, please come do this for me. (laughs) So your kid was basically, like, your big brother. Yes. In terms of video game nomenclature. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> he really was. Weird. Um, or there were times where I'd be like super lost and I'm like, how the heck do I get out of here? And then, um, and then I was going to, you know, and then I looked at Fallout 4 and I was like, oh, but it's not, it's not the same. You know, Fallout 3 is so gritty the way it should be, you know. So I looked at New Vegas and I started playing it, but I'm not going to lie. It crashed more times than it worked on my computer, and I finally gave up on it. So I haven't really played Vegas, and I'm really sad oh, about it. I've got to go woman. back. I've got to find a way to get back to it because – Vegas is a great game. I, I mean, the story and everything is I very – It's just – Yeah, just don't put all those mods in there. <laughs> I didn't have any mods, and maybe that was the problem. You know, because I had no mods, but I was also playing on my laptop, which is a quote gaming laptop, but probably not that great. Now I've got a nice PC that I play on. So I'm going to try it all again, you know, download everything again and play it, but just haven't had the time for that, you know. So I did play Fallout 4, even though I was like, it's too pretty. But then I got all like, oh my gosh, I can build settlements. And wow, this is amazing. (laughs) I mean, you should have seen my castle. It was beautiful. I had a whole in town going in a sanctuary and I built this like I was building hotels, you know, and all these big Hotel. mansions that's right there on the sea. That's like on the, you know, you're by the water. I have a really nice hotel there. It was really fancy. Which oh, was I your a, favorite? What was I, your favorite settlement in Fallout for? You know, it might have been it might have been what is it, Nor what is it? North something beach. I thought about that. North. I can't. It's like, I feel like I'm having like my brain dead right now. Like anyway, the beach that's right across from the airport. I built a boardwalk with an amusement park, games, a hotel, some shops. Like Coney a Island? Yes, basically. <laughs> and it was pretty sweet. And uh, that was, that was probably my most imaginative one. Although the castle, like I'm saying, was pretty sweet. I mean, I we recreated it. it, had the barracks situation going on. It was pretty good. Really tricked out office for me, you know, because I'm the colonel, and it was really sweet. It's a really sweet place. Yeah, being around guys like you, you know, <laughs> makes me feel like I am very uncreative. Because <laughs> I, well, I, I get like a box. I might get some defenses up or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Yeah, look, I placed my turret. I got myself a stash box. This is everything I need. <laughs> Oh, wait, my, yeah. my quest says I need to place a bed. I did, but <laughs> I deleted it immediately. <laughs> you gotta sleep. Well, so I play 76 the most now. And um, mainly because I can play with friends. If my kid is like feeling generous, he'll play with me sometime and we'll get together and run around. And I do get the build. I do build quite a bit in that game. I have all the camp slots on all three of my characters. So that's what, 15 camps plus every shelter on, you know, you get the idea. So I was just showing off my birthday camp to my husband because I built one at Foshnut. I've got this like nice view of the parade routes, whole bar scene going. And my husband comes in. He's like, when are you going to start like videoing this stuff and putting it on YouTube? I'm like, <laughs> he's like you, need to, he's well, like, you need to start making some money. <laughs> we started out. We're just talking about it first. <laughs> right, right, right. I have a question. What the, what the hell is a birthday camp? 
Well, it's a camp that I made. Well, it's it's kind of it's kind of Fashnat slash. It happens to be my birthday before Fashnat ends. If that gives you any hint that yes, it's coming up. Okay, I thought it was like a <laughs> euphemism for like a nudist camp or something. You know? No, <laughs> like birthday yeah. suit and, and birthday actually, camp. I didn't. Oh use, I didn't even put anything in my campus as birthday, but I decorated it like with tons of Fashnat balloons and lots of streamers, and it's got a bar. And, you know, fun games, that's where my character is now, AFK playing foosball while the Fashnat events goes on, hoping to get me something cool uh, while I'm doing this. Is it is it Fashnat or Fashnach? Well, I guess it's probably Fashnacht, a- but <laughs> I don't think it's German it's, so much as Swiss, isn't it? Yeah, if it was Deutsch, then we'd have to, like, yell it or something. Right, right? you have to, like, Yeah, you have to. So. <laughs> but what I, what I love, well, I mean, I guess... You know, like I said, I don't play a lot of other video games. I don't play, I don't really like fantasy, I guess. I don't know why. It's, I just haven't really put much time into it. I don't really like space games. Don't ask me again. I don't know why. It's just not my genre. And like post apocalyptic. I do. That is definitely (laughs) my genre. I mean, look, my two favorite, well, my two favorite and obviously most played uh, worlds are Bioshock and Fallout. So yeah, well, I think that's pretty, uh, I think that's my jam. element, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's I think very that's... dark. I, but I... I also think it has something to do with the the time of the game. So when the game originally, well, like the kind of the timing is seems you like the steampunk kind of element. Yeah, I love steampunk. Yeah. I love steampunk, and then it's like the forties, the fifties. You know that that I mean, I know that Fallout's you know you know the bomb went off in you know fifty you know fifty five years, but. Uh, it still like has that aesthetic that you know modern contemporary kind of aesthetic and so does bioshock so all of that is just kind of that just like speaks to me i love the music in both games and i love the world i mean bioshock you're underwater and it's so beautiful and although fallout's not beautiful per se it is a very engaging environment especially when you're walking around like you know, the capital of the country. And I've been to all those places and then I'm seeing them now post nuclear destruction. So. Yeah. All right. That's like an, All right. So, uh, Romer, uh, you are next up on the docket. Can you go ahead and tell us your story? Well, um, I'm on the same age plane as uh sassy. Is. Atari. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Atari. <laughs> Not Activision. Actually, what's really funny is I found a um, a how-to for the Commodore 64, which was our family's first computer. I have my uh, husband's, on, too. On yeah, it's remember it's the on Commodore. YouTube, and it was like, I'm watching this going like, oh my gosh, the memories. Zork, oh my gosh, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's, that's yeah, I, Atari, played Pong, you know, had, you know, pretty much majority of the systems i ended up having at one point or another so but uh um i knew about fallout i never played the original games uh fallout and fallout 2 i knew about them but just for some reason it didn't really it didn't click with me interest wise i was kind of like oh okay that's interesting you know but i never i never played them and then i remember e3 when they announced Fallout 3. And at the time, I had I had first-person shooter fatigue, and that's all I could see when I saw it. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. first-person shooter. Come on, man. Seriously, don't we have enough of those and stuff? And and so my, my interest immediately went away. And so I moved on with life. I, I don't know. I have no idea how long it was out, but I, I remember I wanted to play a game that wasn't over in like three or four hours when something I could sink my teeth into a good RPG and every single list I put in, you know, every time I put in Google, you know, best RPG on the Xbox 360, which is what I had at the time. And that was at the top of the list. Fallout three, fallout three, fallout three. And you're like, All right. Fine. So went, got it. And the, the beginning was interesting, you know, the whole timeline, you know, growing up and the whole mm-hmm. thing. Oops, sorry. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, growing up and fall in, in the shelter and everything and stuff like that. But that moment when you, when you walk out of the cave 
and uh, just looking around. And I, I had no idea Megaton was off to the right. I went straight down the hill. And oh, I remember so I. the first thing I did, I went into the school and I was, <gasps> hun- Me too. I was, hun- I was hunting Raiders in this. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing in this game. But it was just like, <laughs> why is like, this game so violent? <laughs> I was amazed. I was just so hard. It was so, it was just, I was so engrossed. I'm like, I'm like squatting down, hiding, and it was just, it was insane. And I love all this, this gore and blood and stuff. This is really my favorite. Oh, man. It was just, it was, there was just, that's exactly what I did. It clicked. It was like, I'm hooked. And it was just, I mean, any downtime I had, it was just like, turn it on. Here we go. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. And then I, as soon as they announced uh, New Vegas, I put money down on it, pre-ordered it, still have it, still have the pre-order, the, the, the special edition box where it's got the, uh, oh, wow. oh, okay, got good. the, the card deck gonna... and the chip, cool. Ooh, a couple Ooh. other things in it and stuff. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I did that Fallout 4. I still ha- I still have the picture on my phone because I was I was waiting for the countdown and the countdown is like like less than one second when I when I snapped the picture of it and watched the the trailer and stuff and it was as soon as that trailer came out and saw what system was on immediately sold all of my games and my <laughs> 360 and, and uh, I'm sorry traded it all in got my got the uh, PlayStation Four also paid off uh, um, uh, pre ordered Fallout Four. <laughs> Imagine so, how much money those consoles are worth now. I know, I know. It was uh, it was stupid at the time, but no. I mean, we did the same thing. We would trade up. Yeah, we don't have our old ones. Not a stupid but, thing. It's, I, it's I still actually, I, I have <laughs> a, a a non-working PlayStation Two up in my closet still. <laughs> it it doesn't work because I know somebody who wants one bad. No, no, that's that. I that I get day one, day one. I stood out, stood outside in Anchorage, Alaska. For, <laughs> All night waiting for that stupid thing. It was cold too, but anyways. Oh, no, um, so so yeah, um, played Fallout Four like crazy. I know a lot of people were kind of eh, about it and stuff. I don't care. I loved it. It was a blast. I you still know. haven't found my son. Just putting that oh. out there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I got, I got, I got, I got Fallout in real life confused for something. <laughs> what, what if you lose your son? What? What? What's going on here? Sorry. Uh, uh, it's just always funny to throw that out there. <laughs> so yeah, Fallout Four. Um, I played Fallout seventy six for probably about a probably about a year or so, and I stopped playing like right before Wasteland, uh, the Wasteland, Wastelander, yeah, the Wastelanders, yeah, yeah, Wastelanders. And I stopped playing right before that was released for some reasons. Probably another game came out or something like that. But but of <laughs> course, this show has definitely got me. I, I've definitely got the itch. I, I probably spent probably about four hours last week in watching trailers and uh, videos for all the mods and everything and stuff like that. And oh yeah, I'm definitely feeling the itch. It's definitely time to start playing Fallout again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's Foshnuts right now, so Foshnuts. have a little fun. Have a little fun. Well, it's it's nice when they do these like community based events, um, the seasonal events, because you know, tons of people show up because usually when you're playing 76, you still feel like like there are times you never see anybody else and you still feel like you're playing another Fallout game where you're just like doing your thing on by yourself or every once in a while you might run into somebody at train station, you just wave at them and go on or you might visit their camp or whatever. But for the most part, you can play this game completely alone, just like you would any other game. But like stuff like Foshnots or the Mothman, the cultist event and all that, like it's cool because like everybody comes out of the woodwork and they're all there hanging out and it's, you know, time for photos and it's, it's really fun. So yeah, good time to get in right now. Well, it's also an opportunity for those who are on their own trying to find a group or whatever. It's a good spot for them to find somebody. I mean, mind you in 76, it's really easy to find a group. It is. It is. I went on Facebook, I think, got in a Facebook group, got on Twitter and just like, just start hooking up with people. Now I've got a group that I play with fairly regularly, and then I've got other people that I'll play with on a one-off if they just happen to be there, and it's great. Sometimes I just play by myself, whatever I feel like. All right, Romer, anything else you got? Um, no, that's that's pretty much how I how I got into the Fallout thing. It was just I wanted something 
deep and long long to get into <laughs> and that was definitely it so uh, but. you picked quite an engrossing game <laughs> oh my gosh all right gross. so uh gingerino why don't you go ahead and tell us your story well in order to do that i'll have to go way back way back not quite the atari days i guess I was gonna not, say, not way quite back, as back. <laughs> Okay, so slightly less back. I thought that. I'm singing Man of War in a minute there. No, so it is 2008, and Gingerino was um, a pimply faced 18 year old, fresh out into the world on his own. Universe. Oh my God, you're a baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. Was, yeah. This, this is why I'm in this podcast with you guys, right? It makes me feel better about myself. And, and makes us feel young. I know. I, know. I don't actually care about the whole age thing. Anyways. Yeah, so I'm 18, I'm out in university, I'm out on my own, and uh, I'm about to start uh, classes and all that. And what does any fresh new university student do when they get out on their own and they get a bunch of student loans? Is they spend all that money on stuff that has nothing to do with school. <laughs> so I bought a video game console and the whole shebang. And I'm sure. thinking to myself, what do I need to buy a game? What am I going to buy? And I had been into first-person shooters like crazy. Um, I started off when I was a kid playing platformers and adventure games. And as a teenager in high school, I got really heavy into first person shooters. Love them. Think they're fantastic. Uh, have nothing against them. Um, and so actually, I saw the advertisement for Fallout 3. I think it was on TV back when people watch TV. I don't really know. Um, I remember mm. hearing the Ink Spots song and I was like, oh, that's I love this music. This is great. And then the camera was panning out of the bus and the world was destroyed. And I'm like, oh, oh that was such a, that's a cool shot. Right. Mm. That was good. Like, I was like, this is cool. This is awesome. I'm like, in this, this aesthetic, it's really it's really hitting me good. And then you see the power armor and the guy turns and it's all dramatic. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, this looks like a cool ass game. And I think I want to get it. And I'm like, ah, I don't really know. And all that. Uh, so I, I but then I see a gameplay trailer and my brain t- says to me, hey, this is this is a first person shooter game. You can do this. It's like I I was not interested in RPGs at all. Zero interest in RPGs. Mm. I when someone said RPG to me, I thought to myself, magic and dragons and inventory management and really really intimidating statistics builds and I was like, "No, nah, no, thank you. I'm good." I don't That's very interesting. <laughs> what was yeah. that other podcast that you do, Gingerino? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> like the most, like <laughs> it's like hey, RPG. He was, he was still a child. Then. <laughs> yeah, I was just a little. He baby. has matured. I have matured, <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> I actually, opposite of Romer, I got into Fallout Three because I thought it was a first-person shooter, and I just didn't do my research properly. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got sucked in. <laughs> yeah, and like I was actually trying to be responsible with my money at first, so I, I decided I was only going to buy one game, and because because I was 18, I could buy a, an M-rated game. It was mature. Ooh. I can buy myself a big boy game now, so I bought Fallout 3. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a good story. <laughs> Romer, you sound Canadian. No, no, it's yeah. just the fact that it's like, all right, I'm going to buy this game. Oh man, it's not what I, it's not what I thought it was going to be. All Dude, right, well, I spent the money man. on it. No, 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 no. He's, I love this. I love this. I mean, that's it's true. That's what I thought it was a first person shooter, but I was completely hooked on this game. So I, I got the game. I was dedicated to playing it because I spent the money and I was trying to be good about it. Um, uh, and I remember being like completely sold on the world. Like when I load up Fallout 3 and I'm like, is that Liam Neeson? I'm pretty sure that's Liam Neeson. Um, Your dad? And I, yeah, and I'm Liam Neeson's <laughs> son in the game Fallout 3, uh, for those who haven't played it yet. <laughs> and, yeah, spoiler yeah, alerts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, spoilers. No, get over it. It's 2008. If you don't know by now, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> you are way behind. Uh, what are you doing on the show, damn it? But I was like, uh, I, was, I was sold on that whole thing. Like, oh, cool. Me and my dad were in the vault and we just live there. That's what life is like. And mm-hmm. then he leaves the vault. And now everybody that my character knows from the, their whole life is like blaming him and his dad for because I played a male character. So that's why I say him, I suppose. And blaming them for that. And so you're trying to escape this place. People are getting killed. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, these people have been underground for like, what, 100 something years. And it like this could be the end of these people. I remember the big moment for me was leaving Vault 101 and I'm running down that tunnel and the security guards are shooting at me. And but they but they're like, I'm not going out there when they hear the doors start closing, leaving that tunnel and going out into the wasteland and the, the light blinds you 
Mm-hmm. I just for some reason I was just like, this is the game that I was looking for. You know, I bought Fallout 3 thinking it was just gonna be Call of Duty, but in an open world wasteland kind of thing. Like, and yes, mock me all you will <laughs> that I thought that it would have taken <laughs> one Google search and I would have found out that that was not the case. That's all it would have taken, and I'm glad I didn't do it. <laughs> and so um it took me until I think I got to like Rivet City before I realized that I think this is an RPG. I'm pretty sure I'm playing an RPG right now. <laughs> and yeah. your fate was sealed. It really was. Like this is it's all I've played since then. So I played Fallout 3 nonstop. Like that was the only game I played. And then I randomly actually found out about Fallout New Vegas. And I was like, already? So soon. What what? <laughs> Delightful. And so I played Fallout New Vegas. And like between playing those two games consecutively for like three years straight solidified it fallout is my favorite game series of all the games like let it be known and when fallout 4 came out i i got the game i bought the hardcover strategy guide book thing that comes with it i have fallout memorabilia from that time like little i don't know what they called like those little bobblehead you have a bobblehead no no the you know when there's a word at the end of your tongue and you can't oh funko pop i was like those funko pop toys i had a whole bunch of those so Fallout 4 has been my jam. That's what got me into it. I just I love the Fallout world. I love the weird contrasted humor about it and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It was just it was great. So that's that's how I got into Fallout. <laughs> I I love that it's an RPG, honestly, and that it's a big sandbox. You know, I love that. I mean, I I literally wandered all over Fallout 3. I was determined I was going to find all the locations. You know, I was yeah. going to get it all on my map. I remember that. I've played the games multiple times just to go do things like that. I'll play yeah. the game only going after bobbleheads, and then the next time I mm-hmm. go only after certain achievements. You know, oh my yeah, God. that's crazy. That's the same thing I did too. It's just like oh, I know bobbleheads. That's what, that's what we all do. You know, oh, yeah. I'm like huge. I'm like because in '76, I don't know if you guys have played it that much. If you go into your challenges, you'll see you have to, you know, you get paid atoms to collect every copy of a magazine every bobblehead every whatever so of course me and i'm a completionist anyway so here i am like oh my god i'm like looking everywhere for magazines i'm running around trying to you know kill whatever whatever i gotta do and do that and then do that just so i can complete my list (laughs) yeah this is the worst game for a completionist to be in it is (laughs) all these things that i have to collect oh i'll be here forever it's so different it's so Whenever good. you're on a big quest, you get a side quest, and then you get another side quest, and you're like, what was I doing? Why am I even here? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Which is why That's I have a, never one of the most found enjoyable my things. <laughs> one of the most enjoyable things I've done in the game is just wander around. Yeah. Not even worrying about missions. Just go find yeah. out what you bump into. I, I need to get see I would everything. run into problems because I would be doing a quest, and it's like, okay, I'm going to finish this quest, and then I'm going to shut it off and go to bed. And it's like going along, go, Oh, what's oh that my over God. there? Yeah. And then like you know, three hours later, I'm like, oh God, I got to be up in two hours. That's it. Like I was building the other night and I was like, oh, it's probably been two hours. I need to go to bed. It's one in the morning. Shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like time just disappears. Oh, man, I need to get better at that. Like when I played Fallout 3, I was obsessed with collecting all the unique weapons and discovering yeah. the location and talking to every damn Every NPC. single person. Yep. But like mm-hmm. Fallout 76, I'm way too like, next quest, next quest, gotta do my thing. I think, I love Destiny 2. I'm just like, this is a sidebar, but I'm pretty sure that game ruined me because it, it just <laughs> turns me into like, gotta grind, gotta grind. You're a grinder. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a recovering grinder. I will say that. Yeah, uh, it, I, I've been avoiding going and hanging out over at uh, what's the golf course in the uh, White Springs. Sands? White yeah. Springs. White Springs, you know, hanging. I've avoided hanging out there because that's like the grind spot. Everybody nah, goes there to grind. Not really. <clears throat> not unless it's in the nuke. beginning, it was. Beginning, they would nuke. Yeah, in the site. beginning of the game, it was. Everybody would nuke it and you get everything. They don't really do that anymore. Like, people are like, how come nobody nukes White Spring anymore? But the grinding spot is uh, you got to go to West Tech. Because super mutants give you more XP. So go to West Tech. The cool thing okay. about West Tech is you clear out the parking lot, you go inside, you clear out the building, you go down the basement, you clear that out, rinse and repeat because they'll immediately respawn. Oop. I hate to break up the discussion right there, but I think it's time for a commercial break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cool. Uh, yep. That's where all, that's the, nice that's where all them wasteland teenagers go to do their grinding. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. 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 I do that when... Of you course know, you if, had to go there. If there's a daily for, like, level up, then I'm just like, fine, I'll eat my cranberries and I'll take my mentats and I'll freaking go kill some mutants and pop some lunchbox, you know? And I'll, you know, I could, I played the other night for like an hour and leveled up three times. It can be done. I know how to do it. I just don't. All right, I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Please, almighty Jaxus, tell us a great story. Yeah. All right. Sit around the fire, children. (laughs) (laughs) Huddle up, huddle up. So uh, what got me into the franchise was my, my friend Norman. He was my greatest friend. We had rented at a place out in Satellite Beach, Florida, and uh, we had this big old huge room. We set it up with like, looked like its own version, like if you were to walk into some land party, but it was just our room. You know, we had everything set up and he was a total gearhead when it came to uh, computers. So we had like eight computers in there. It was quite the setup. We just started living our lives for a while. Uh, I moved out there because his wife had cancer and he needed help. So me and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, my wife, we moved out there to help them out. Anyway, so he uh, came home one day and brought me uh, Fallout 3, threw it in my lap and said, happy birthday. Wasn't my birthday. Um, he was jumping around. He was excited. He was kind of, I'd never seen him like so happy about something. And I, so he told me he, he was playing Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and he had been waiting for Fallout 3 for quite some time. And then he started telling me about how uh, I, the originals were going to come out with a 3 before, and it never happened. He, 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 mm-hmm. had a, he actually had a lot of backstory on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me about it, and I'm like, okay, I had no idea. I had no clue what I was walking into, because I was first-person shooters pretty much 24-7. I'm like, okay, well, well it's this game, and... Right from the get, just like Gingerino, as soon as the music started playing and the atmosphere started, I kind of got lost in it. Like, I forgot he was there for a little bit, you know? And then as soon as it got past, like, that whole sequence in the front, it was time to pick your character. That's when I kind (laughs) of rattled, came back to life. And I'm like, dude, this is amazing. Because I just, if I remember, I don't think Mass Effect was out yet. You know, it was was different for a genre. Like, it was just... Total engrossing yeah. experience. We get through that first part. We spent the entire summer playing Fallout Three. Like now, mind you, we're we're the types that will bang a game out in no time. We mm-hmm. probably beat the game in like I don't know five six days. Then we played again. Then we played again. Then we played again. We just kept playing it over and over again, doing it different ways and all that. It was just a really great experience having that time. You know. It, um, my friend Norm's no longer with us. Uh, he he passed away. So, um, it's kind of a bittersweet moment to remember that. You know what I mean? Because it was like something that was so special to him. He shared with me, and it turns out that it became something that was just as important to me. And now I don't get to share it with him anymore, and that part kind of hurts. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's how I got into the first Fallout, you know, obviously Fallout 4, you know, we were both excited for that when that came out. Um, 
I don't even know if he even knew about 76 or if I, I don't remember if he had passed before that, but, uh, uh, I miss you, Norman. I love you. I'll see you on the flip side, bro. And, uh, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was a story. <laughs> hey, that was a good one. It was. Thanks for sharing, man. That's awesome. That is, yeah. and that is that is really really cool that that's something that can kind of keep you close to people that you can't be with. Well, now. it didn't even really resonate until I said it. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, it's like I'm sitting here thinking about it. I mean, I had some bullet points, and I knew I was going to have to talk about Norm, but like yeah. after going through it for a minute, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean. It's bittersweet, you know. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's funny listening to you talk about that. It kind of reminded me of some things too that was like, um, you know, and like I said, the, one of the reasons I got into playing video games was because of my kids and wanting to like do stuff with them and whatever. And I remember uh, when they started talking about seventy six and they were hyping it and it was going to be multiplayer and blah blah blah. My son and I were both just like, oh my god! And I was like, well, what are you thinking? Like, we can play together. He's like, no, this is going to be terrible. He's like, you know, everybody's going to be on there. It's just going to be a big, uh, big fest. Everybody's going to be like mowing you down. They're not going to care. You know, you just can't go play the game. <laughs> you know, he's like, you just can't play the game. It's going to be terrible. These people are just, you know, they're going to just grief you and grief you and grief you. So we, I talked him into going ahead and trying it. We bought copies when it very first came out. We've got like the little uh, bobblehead, the bobblehead and the Uncle Sam outfit, you know, because we had the 76 edition, whatever. And we started playing the game and he dropped off first. He was like, this is boring. <laughs> you know. And I kind of was like, you know, sticking with it. But I was like, yeah, it kind of is boring because I mean, there were no NPCs at the time you had to like, see, and he was not the, whenever we would play together, he's not the type who's going to check every terminal. He's not going to check every, he's not going to search every single container to see if it has loot. You know, that's, he's just like, kill it and move on. And I'm like, hang on, I got to read this. Wait, there's a note. So that's how you like learn everything in previous to Wastelanders before there were NPCs. And yeah, it did get kind of boring and I didn't have anybody to play with at the time. And I dropped off probably for about a year before Wastelanders came out. <laughs> and it's just been, it's a completely different game now. It is. Well, see, for me, it's a, uh, so I didn't get to experience what you experienced right. because I never played during that period. Yeah. To me, going into this game kind of blind uh, mm -hmm. from that perspective, I really love this game. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, there's so many. Now, mind you, yeah, there are clunky things that irritate me, but there's yeah. been clunky things throughout Fallout since day I mean, one that have kind of gotten me, you know? And it's basically game mechanic stuff. Stuff yeah. that you can learn to ignore. <laughs> right, know? exactly. I mean, you know, you see the weird tower off in the distance from some pixelation or whatever. This is like, cool. It's just another feature. <laughs> it's well, not I mean, a bug, it's a feature. That that's also kind of the the appeal is that is yeah there's clunkiness you know quote unquote clunkiness to it in one form or fashion but I mean there's the story and the gameplay and everything else with it just kind of overrides that you're like oh, pff, I don't care you know it's it's it this is good it's you, it's right. immersive it's immersive yeah, exactly yeah I, so, I can definitely overlook a lot of stuff if I'm interested in it so I've got a question to pose to you guys. Mm -hmm. What is your feelings on the uh, the narrative that the demographic for Fallout is of an older era as opposed to young teenagers? What do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, two of us have played the Atari. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> you know, I Look, mean... guys, you guys can't get me. I played Pong, then Select Division, and then I got an Atari. I was going to say, okay. I feel like Jaxus is in our company. I feel like you're the rare one, Ginger. Yes, <laughs> you're right. you're definitely you're the young one. I'm the baby here. You are the baby. Bruh, let's talk I about think, I have I a distinct of memory it. of being in my living room in Kingsbury, Riverside, California, and I am plugging in my brand new Atari that we got for Christmas Ooh. while Kiss is playing on VH1 <clears throat> oh, yeah, with their back makeup. When there was, back when MTV played music? Yeah, that VH1. Time? 
Yeah, VH1 <laughs> was actually uh, that was what we were watching back then. We didn't even watch MTV then. I don't even think VH1 was, was the thing. And dude, we, I was watching yeah, videos. I literally on, remember like, watching night them live on stage. Focus the old parts. Focus the old parts. Okay, on. boomers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, I feel like because you know we we kind of we've all batted this around a little bit. I think Jaxus and I talked about it. Um, I feel like one reason that this game kind of resonates more with um, what is it the like 35 plus crowd than more the 18 plus crowd is that, well, especially us boomers, we grew up in the cold war, right? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you know, we knew that, I mean, every time one of those thing, those opinion polls comes around, it's like, what was the scariest movie you ever saw? What, what movie gave you nightmares when you were a kid? And it was freaking the day after for me, because I was like, the nuclear bomb is going to take us out. And either we're going to be evaporated or we're going to like live through it as some kind of, you know, disgusting, you know, half melted person or something. And we're not going to be able to eat or anything. And I guess I do gravitate towards that because that was what we lived with growing up you know now we i'm not so old that we had to do what is it when they had to do nuke drills in the schools that but um you know it was always like you you never had to go underneath your desk not for that we went under our desk for tornadoes i grew up in in central indiana so yeah when i was really little tornado alley (laughs) early elementary school we still Got under our desk for. You might um, be older than me. <laughs> no, I'm only 46. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but we still well, had to get under our desk. And now, mind recall. you, maybe it was. It might have been for earthquakes, but I mean, at, I, I at some point yeah. we stopped doing that because they realized how stupid. Stupid it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so. I have a doctor. Just like way off topic, I have a. a a doctor friend who says that the reason they want you to put your heads down if the plane is going to emergency land is so that it will break your neck and you won't you know you won't have to live through that that's just an aside so <laughs> coming from an er doctor <laughs> just let you know. oh god thanks for joining us really- today on follow it round table <laughs> The more, you know. again. the more you know it's you know it's just one of those psas so anyway i think i'm gonna add an echo effect on that one <laughs> so yeah i feel like we grew up feeling knowing that gorbachev or whoever was was gonna hit the big red button and we were gonna have to respond and it was just gonna happen we knew it was gonna happen you know that's that's and... my i was waiting for it that's that's my <laughs> thought process too about behind yeah the appeal between you know know, why older people like it because we yeah we kind of we didn't live through obviously the fallout but yeah uh, part of us we would watch some of those really bad movies throughout during that time frame and stuff and but obviously with the information we know now i mean they're red dawn there were so many (laughs) uh there was so many nuclear weapons that it would just be it would just be a radioactive yeah you know. so this, is, this is interesting to hear. I thought it was that everyone heard the Ink Spots song, and you guys were just like, "Oh, I remember when this came out." We are not that old. I'm just bugging you. Okay, I'm <laughs> we sorry. are not that old. All the oh man! I this my you. Hold your head underwater. I'm sorry. I'm you. sorry. I had to say it. I'm just kidding. I, I was just I'm not. Kidding. I I have a real love of big band, and I you know, and this and Fallout has reignited my passion for it because to me, and this is just this is another one of my sides, but. It, to me, big band is when music was music. It's not synthesized. It's not touched up in a studio or anything like that. This was like musicians fully showcasing their talent. And I love it. But it would take me back to listening to big band music with my grandmother, how much time I enjoyed with her and how much, you know, I miss, you know, being with my grandparents. And Dizzy Arnaz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just, it kind of like reminded me of happy times when I was little. So yeah, not that I was alive then, but I guess it wasn't. But no, I hear you. I, mean, <laughs> I get it. Like I definitely was there for so... the Ink Spots age. But I mean, that song, that opening, is in like the start uh-huh. of so many Ink Spots songs, and that was the yeah. first thing I heard when the when the trailer came out. I'm like, whoop, what's that? So you do know, you like... think that aesthetic may have something to do with the possibility of that being why so many 
older people are interested in the game as opposed to young? I, I'm, I mean, personally, I think that a lot of them came off of the Fallout 1 and 2 train, right? Because Fallout 1 and 2, what was that, late 90s? And that was probably already more mature audiences were playing it in the first place yeah, back yeah. then. Because it was those games. considering the content, I would say, yeah. well, not just the content, but also it's a it's a slower kind of game. It's got it mm-hmm. takes a little bit more appreciation for that kind of stuff. So you I gotta feel remember like... what time you're dealing with too, though. I mean, because kids were you know what playing Zelda and things like that at the oh, same definitely. time. It was a different mindset. I mean this this game was definitely not a colorful, happy, moving game. <laughs> no. You know? no, no, definitely. I think this Fallout is... One and Two appealed to an older audience when they released in the late '90s. I think it was right. I don't remember. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of hey, that cool. audience is going to be there for when Fallout 3 came out 20 years later, not 20, sorry, 10 years later. Yeah. When, when speaking of, you know, the, the clunk feel and stuff like that, one and two mm-hmm. definitely had that. You know, oh, yeah. You know, people would get in there like, well, what the heck is this? You know, and stuff. And yeah. like, ah, I'm going back to Zelda. It's a little bit more colorful and you know, not mm-hmm. the responsive. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, you're little. I mean, if you look at the the gameplay, it's your little dude walk, and I'm like, I can barely see that guy. You know, like he's so tiny, and he's just walking around this little tunnel, and it's <laughs> everything's dark. That like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the original EverQuest and <laughs> all these other games that I remember playing. It's like try to read a menu on something. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically all this was because you know, I mean, because all your dialogue on like a screen, basically. You weren't talking to a person, really. It was like you were looking at them through a screen. It was just weird. Yeah, dialogue pop-up. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if it's, like, I'm sure the aesthetic might be nice for some people once they're in it, but I don't know if it, like, brings the older demographic in. Because, you know, Bioshock also has a lot of uh, retro-futuristic stuff in it as well. But everybody I know that plays Bioshock, well, not everybody, obviously, but, like, so many people I know that play Bioshock were my own age or younger even. So I don't know if the aesthetic really brings people in, even with Fallout. I, I think it was just sort of that was the audience it appealed to, given its history. I, I don't. Know. I was just wondering if maybe the music might have played a role in that. You know, I'm sure like that part probably did. I, it did for me, but that's because I grew up listening to my parents and my grandparents' music, and so like as soon as I heard that, bum, ba, dun, da, dun, I was immediately mm-hmm. like, "What's that?" Yeah. See, I, I grew up around music. Like i my whole life, I've been surrounded by. My mom used to sing. Me too. Yeah. Things like that. So, um, music's a big part of my life. So, I don't really have like a. I love everything except maybe polka. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and I like it. When Bell does it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I do but, listen to a lot. Yeah, but you know, when a weird owl does it, I'm I'm okay with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, and, and so when I heard that, it was like. Uh, to me, music is like opening a history book. You know, every time you hear a song, it takes you somewhere. Yeah, it is. It is because uh, music I'm is... I was going to have to hit the crickets button. Yeah, music, <clears throat> music is tied to memory. There are so many that I hear that can well, transport my mind to a very specific memory. And it's no matter thousands of other times I'd heard that song, it's always that same memory, you know, and it's... It's funny how the mind works like that. I can't hear the song in your eyes without seeing some dude holding a radio above his head. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But that's not my memory, but I do understand the reference. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, I, well, that was straight from the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Which movie was that? See, I also do uh, movie trivia. <laughs> that was... Did you say anything? Say anything, yeah. Rumor has it. <laughs> yep, all that useless information I got in my brain. Same. I'm a killer at trivia. Need to study I'm for like... this test. Yeah, but I could tell you like 90s <laughs> trivia like all day long. Can you answer this? No, but I can tell you about this. <laughs> I have tons of information nobody needs. <laughs> so, I don't know how. So, what do you think like keeps people playing Fallout? What keeps us here? Hmm. Oh, man. I mean, for me, I mean, it is the humor. I love the contrasted humor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The community, <laughs> I think. Meh. I think, I think for, well, I, I think, you know, and, and everybody says, well, what's your favorite Fallout game? And I can't say what my favorite is because. Fallout Shelter, for sure. Oh, God. Well, I, <laughs> you know, because I like them all for different reasons. 
um, Fallout 4, like if I if everybody's like, well, if you really just want to build, if you want to play like not Sims, Fallout 4, because it's, it's just easier. You've got bigger areas to work with and just, uh, I don't know. It's, it it's cures just, that happy place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you really want to just build the crap out of something, Fallout 4 is the best place to do it. People complain because they don't have enough, a bigger key budget or whatever on 76. And it's like, well, you're also on a competing, you know, a server competing with people coming and going and setting up their big camps and trying to keep the, you know, the server move, running smoothly while doing all these events and everything else. And it's, it's difficult. So there has to be a line somewhere. Whereas yeah, when well, you're playing 76 is a different beast entirely. Right. So, when, yeah. and it, but that's when people complain about what well, I can't build in 76. Like I want to and I go to four. Exactly. Well, well, it's because they want that. They, what it is is they want the building ability in four, but they want to be able to do it with their friends. Well, yeah, yeah. That's and, the problem know, is they can't do that. And that's yeah. and that is the cool thing because I mean, like right now, um, me and three of my girlfriends all built our camps around Helvetia, and we're not like like we wanted to build like a little neighborhood or whatever. You can't really do that because you've got to place your camps where it lets you place your camps because it's got the big circle, you know, the area that it allows for the camp build. So like basically the way I've done mine is like my camp is built completely on the end of my circle so that I can be as close to them as possible. And it's still like, I can't see the other, you know, one of my, I can't see Alex parade. She built a parade on the road. Just floats and everything. It's really great. And I can't see it from my camp because down the hill for me, but she's there. It's like, it is a fun thing to be able to do stuff like that with your friends and to do something like, you know, we just took over Helvetia <laughs> and hopefully we'll always get our camps in place. But um, yeah, just goofy stuff like that that we like to do to kill some time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, well, I mean, building my camps and stuff, that's all good and whatnot. But, uh... Oop. I hate to break up the discussion right there, but I think it's time for a commercial break. Do you know what makes your video game bay tick? Have you ever wondered how they stack up against all the rest of the delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, and we analyze and review all of your favorite video game romances. I'm Vervada. Check out our podcast, Two Girls, One Ship, on all your favorite podcast places. Remember, beauty is in the eye of the I also enjoyed like Vegas because of its, it just seems so rich. Like now mind you three, it was real gritty and dark and I really like that element to it. it. But to me, Vegas is like its own, almost its own standalone game with the richness of the story and the things that are in there. It had so many different cool elements to it. Well, I mean, I know personally, personally for me, it's, it's, it's the, it's the just going out. You know, I mean, it's big enough that you can't, I mean, it's big enough that you could, you could possibly in one sitting get from one side to the other kind of thing. But I also have the whole, you know, I don't know, the, the whole squirrel men mentality. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going along and all of a sudden like, Ooh, what's that shiny over there? And, you know, and I'm off for, you know, an hour exploring this area and fighting this thing and stuff like that. Just the exploration you know what's what's over the next what's over the next hill kind of thing um and then getting into you know getting into a building and opening up boxes finding out what you can loot and then finding the story aspect be it you know be it pieces of paper be it terminals you know um i mean fallout 3 and new vegas i mean I, there's no building aspect to them that's that's why I love those probably more than I do four. But I mean, don't get me wrong; I still love four. I love four for, for the exploration and everything and stuff like that. But the building's also fun. I'm not as into it as some people are, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy you're more it. into the gameplay, the story, yeah. you know, the actual the, ex the exploration is so rewarding in the Fallout world. Like I feel oh, like oh, yeah. they take they they value the time that you spend in Fallout. You're going to go and check out this random cave. We're going to put some stuff in this cave and it's going to entertain the hell out of you. <laughs> and I love all the hidden stuff, like, you know, the movie references that are hidden in the games oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah you know, all the, the, Easter, the fan yeah. art that's like stuck to a rock on the side. I mean, the, I thought that was the, the teddy bears. Like, the yes. teddy bears. They're the best. All the little horrible things that they're doing to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I love the, the fun things. Part. 
I love that there's so many disconnected too. Like they don't fill all these different locations with stuff that connects to the main story. Because realistically, if it was a wasteland in the real world, people would just go off on their own and find these little corners to try to make their own little towns in or hide away from. And then they get eaten by a bear or something. And it has nothing to do with any a story in or else. So it's like, ah, I love that. I feel yeah. like I can invest my time not on a quest in Fallout and my time doesn't feel wasted. Well, yeah, and yeah. I... I don't know if it's like the writer in me or whatever, but whenever you see some crazy like get up with a skeleton and you're just like, what the heck happened here? There has to be a story. Like what happened here? And oh, you just, like I, that I, carnival I thing know. you pump into, you know what I'm talking about? That one up on the hill, it's, uh, it's got the, the honey thingy in the truck, back of the truck. And then there's, uh, it's supposed to be like a freak show or something. Oh, you talk oh I the honey beast yeah you're, that whole that is the freak show actually that is an area and it's called the freak show yeah that yeah. is pretty fascinating yeah that it, is it's really a, cool me and Murthos were like walking around there just kind of like looking at stuff and we found like the thing and uh, this guy's got like a recording in his hand and he's yeah. talking gibberish <laughs> but yeah there's just interesting things in that area you know, yeah I, and it's like like one of the saddest there's a couple of sad parts in Fallout one of the saddest is uh that guy and his dog like laid down right next to him you know when he oh, died yeah, the guy in the cage yeah. in the cage yeah, yeah and I, yeah. I always enjoy looking at like the skeleton that is part of the bicycle yeah, you know like he's actually formed into and the bike the pig or something made out of meat that's always a cool thing to see i mean it's, it, there is some really creative things there I feel like this. Well, and then just like the random stuff you'll find, like the I there's a spot that's like on the top of a mountain. There's a chair and like a little table next to it with like a beer sitting on it, and this mm-hmm. beautiful landscape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's nothing else around. I just thought that was yeah. Neat. I think that might play into the demographic part of it because, like, to really appreciate the full breadth of follow, it's not just a quest 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 go 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 kind of game right. it's like walk Stop, on the path yeah please. go go explore see what this mm-hmm. random icon yeah. is on your and i think that that yep. appeals more to people who've been playing games for a while and like they're out of their first person shooter phase not again not that like a lot of people stick with it for their life so i'm not i'm not knocking first person shooters but i, I still know. play them from time to time it's just you get now mind you here's a disclosure for everybody who's younger and loves <laughs> their first person shooters <clears throat> we all did too we played them at nauseum. That's all we had for about ten years. Mm-hmm. Was God, yeah. first person shooter after first person shooter. Once Counter Strike came out and we started making money playing video games, yo, bro, we were shooting stuff. You know, but it burns you out. It's very stressful on your psyche because, especially if you're a very competitive person like I am, it it'll burn you out quick. And, well, and it's uh, expensive. I it mean, the thing that got yes. me was. Like we would, you know, we'd buy a 60 something dollar game for my kid for Christmas or his birthday or whatever. And it was like, he'd play it and play it. And it was like, he finished it in like, you know, three to six hours. And I'm like, Uh, what? That's it. (laughs) You know? And it, and thank God I discovered Gamefly, but you know, I was just like, if that's all a game's going to last you, I don't want to spend 60 bucks on it. So, you know, seeing him play this game where it was like, oh, he's just, you know, he has to, like, do stuff. He's not, like, this game is going to last him a whole lot longer. And he's only, like, you know, he's not anywhere near his end game. And I was just like, oh, that I can get into. All right. Uh, um, I have a question. What do you think is the um, main de- age demographic for Fallout? And it's, we're all talking about, like, oh, older, older, older. But, like, what do we mean when we say that? Do well, what I do I think the age demographic? I don't do you know think? what I would the say between, is. I would say between twenty-five and probably fifty-five is the average age. That's a pretty wide maybe, berth. Come on, maybe like, the well, I gave it a wide berth because I have to skinny it down, down a little down. bit. Come on, pick. Okay, I mean, pick. I know for certain that there are like eighty-year-old grandmas and moms playing this mm-hmm. game, you know, with their kids who are obviously their fifties. So throw Skyrim in there too, because yeah. Same. Yeah, and well, it, it, that the only thing is with Skyrim, there's still a lot of young people. I haven't seen there is, so but, much young. But you know, it just blows my mind that like now my parents will probably never play a video game. They just they don't have that kind of time. They're like always outside, <laughs> you know. But yeah. 
like seeing people whose parents are playing video games with them is just that just tickles me because like these are people who did not grow up with any of this stuff you know and that's just you know it just i think it's cool well, I mean, you know, there is that aspect that, you know, we're kind of dancing around too, but it also could be attention span too. What, for the Do you think it takes a, lot, a larger like, attention span to play uh, Fallout? It is yeah. possible that, because I know there's times when I'll ask Connor, if, you know, hey, you want to get on and play some Fallout with me? And he's like, oh, I'm so bored with it. You know, and I, so I think that that is part of it. Yeah, I mean, like, well, it is a slower game when, especially if you're thinking in first-person shooter terms, Mm -hmm. because almost all of them are tournament style, so it's right, right into the fight. That's definitely not Fallout. Fallout is a Mm -hmm. you know walk, explore, discover, and you know then you might have your occasional confrontations. I mean, there's a there's definitely also a younger demographic that's in in it as well. Like, just on the robots radio network alone there's a lot of younger demographic in there that are all playing follow so it's it's mm-hmm. i don't know like it's start i think it's starting to widen its appeal as it's increased in popularity and i think the yeah. community aspect of fallout 76 has probably helped with that well also when i was doing I research so. on this particular question i couldn't find anything that was like so i've heard it here and there within the gaming you know uh communities you know mm-hmm. about the demographic thing there, I can't find any articles where anybody's done any kind of study or actually shown the demographic. I, I can't find it myself. No, I think most of the data that I was aware of came about just based on um, people who are either um, promoting the game, playing the game, streaming, um, you know, doing any any kind of uh, content development. You know, a lot of those people tend to be 30, 35 up. Yeah. I'd say that. yeah, I would say 30s decade for sure. That if I had to pick a decade, I would say 30s decade. That would be the ideal demographic for follow. No, I have another question. Why does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. But <laughs> you asked the question, and that was the topic for the day. So we're talking. Well, yeah, about I'm just, it. just. I threw it in there. I'm just like, and yeah. I'm like, well, is there any relevant reason? Why well, this is interesting? Because I know, it is. Like a lot of my friends don't play video games, but I know that the people that are in my age group who do play video games, they tend to play video games like this, you know, that more RPG thing. Like mm-hmm. I have a, yeah. I have a girlfriend that plays Skyrim and her and her husband both, you know, that's basically the game that they play. And, you know, and I'm like, well, looks a lot like Fallout. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Fallout's our retirement home for us old hardcore gamers. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, jump the gun too quick on it because I mean, like, if you go onto Twitch and you just look at Fallout seventy six and you see people who are streaming, there's a lot of, uh, I would say probably it's mixed. It's yeah, but a, I think a so. Huge yeah. portion of like twenties, I would say, you know, things. So like, I actually just jumped on Twitch and then I searched Fallout four, and I'm noticing a drastic difference in what looks like age demographic right there, but just mm-hmm. between seventy six and Fallout four. And so that multiplayer aspect really plays into it a lot. I think so. And I think the reason that 76 is is because of the community. And also, you know, because you can't hang out with your friends. Because I know I two of the girls that I game with, like one girl was like really into Fallout. She literally forced her best friend to start playing and now she's got her hooked. And there's that aspect. And then I also know that 76 is like the, the best way, the best game to try and and make any kind of fan base content in so you've got so, you know all these machinimas that are being made i like how we're talking <laughs> about this uh, older age demographic thing and maverick is definitely the youngest of all of us and he's the one who starts this whole podcast <laughs> all right folks i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up i hope you guys enjoyed yourselves uh, uh if you guys want to hear more or check us out you, you can find us on twitter at fallout b at right. fallout rtb that's what yes. i said at fallout rtb no anyway uh we also have you can check us out at uh, fallout rtb at gmail.com sassy tell us about your blog oh my blog oh uh margaret f kelly's journal is a um i just it's basically mag's journal as her and her sister colleen come out of the vault and you know, start hanging out and checking out the wasteland. But it is the pinned post on my Twitter feed, which is at SassyLady1103. Um, 
to reach my Twitter and you can find the blog there. But thank you for asking. I'm <laughs> oh, I just want to redirect people to it. Romer, I have no idea what you're doing. I, I'm not as exciting as you, as you guys are. Uh, I've got, uh, I got my Twitter Romer underscore uh, F O R T. Yeah. That's, that's the extent of my, of my socials. Ginger, where can we find you? Um, if you want to follow anything I'm doing, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at gingerino42, G-I-N-G-R-E-N-O-4-2. And yes, for any of those uh, keen-eared people, that is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All right, folks. I guess that's going to wrap us up for tonight. I hope you guys had a wonderful time with us because we had a wonderful time with you. And uh, I think it's time to say goodbye. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for coming. And yeah, bye. Thank you for joining us here at the Fallout Roundtable. For show times, please check the details below. And if you would, please help us by writing a review and leaving us five stars. Thank you and good night. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.